We're going to have a readings and I'm going to invite Eli and Ethan and Elizabeth to read the next part of the story. So Eli, Ethan and Elizabeth. Hello, my name is Eli and today I'll be reading from Luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 16, the parable of the lost son. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons, the younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of Esther. So he divided all together all he had set off. But not long after that, the younger son got all together he had set off for a distant country and there were and squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. We'll be continuing on verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have to spare? And here I am starving to death. I'll set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to behold your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead, and now he is alive again. He is lost, and now he is found. Thank you, little boys and girls. Thank you for reading that. Now, it is almost Christmas. Now, let me ask you, boys and girls, are you excited about Christmas? Who's excited? No, someone said no. Do you see Christmas presents on the Christmas tree already? No, some of you. Oh, dear. Parents, we need to get to Chatston. <laughs> well, boys and girls, I want to ask you, do you know what Christmas is about? Do you know what Christmas is about? I want your help, okay? So I want you to help me out. Whether 
this is what Christmas is about. Is it about this? Is Eric's? No? Yes, no? No? What about this one? Is Christmas about this? No? What about this? Isn't that just a, a skinny green Santa Claus? No? St. Patrick's Day? Or is it about this? No? Is it about this one then? Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem? Yeah, perhaps. What about this? Angels and shepherds. Is it about this? Yes? Okay, what about this one? The wise men coming, bearing gifts? Yes? What about this? The baby in the manger. Okay, well, good, boys and girls. You know what Christmas is about. But I've got a harder question for you this morning. We know what Christmas is about. It's about Jesus, the birth. But who is Christmas for? This is a far harder question to answer. We know what Christmas is about, but who is Christmas for? You see, if Christmas is about Santa Claus, if Christmas is about Santa Claus, then Christmas is really only for those on the nice list. If it's about Santa Claus, it's only for those on the nice list. It's not for those on the naughty list. Now let me ask you boys and girls, and also our big uh, kids, our adults here, where do you think you fit? Where do you think you are? On the nice list or the naughty list? Naughty? Some of you, okay, very honest, good. That's the right answer. <laughs> well, you see, is it good news or bad news if it's just about the nice list? Well, it's actually bad news because we're not there. You see, if all of us, and us as well, adults, reflecting on this past year have we ever said one lie or been greedy or been jealous or have we have we this year loved god wholeheartedly and perfectly because if we haven't then we're not on the nice list we're in fact on the naughty list and do you know where i am as a minister nice or naughty well you are right i was hoping you'd say nice but i'm on the naughty list I'm on a naughty list, and you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that, in fact, the entire world, we're all on the naughty list as well. We're all there. And so if Christmas is about Santa Claus, then it's not for us. But because Christmas is not about Santa Claus, not about just those who have been behaving and those on the nice list, because Christmas is about Jesus Christ, it is, in fact, about all those on the naughty list. It is about all those who are lost, like in our parable that we've been looking at. You see, the story that was read before, who did Jesus hang out with? Who did he come for? He didn't spend time with all the nice people. Do you want to have a look at that with me, kids? Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear them, hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they muttered, well, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So, so who did Jesus hang with? Jesus hung around with all the naughty people, with all the lost people. You see, on the naughty list, we see the, the story of our parable. We see the, the, the tax collector, the, the sinners, and in fact, that's the whole point of Christmas. Jesus came for us, for those who are not nice but naughty, for us. In fact, in the parable, Jesus came for the, the lost sheep. That was the first one. What was the second one? The lost, the lost coin. The third one, the lost son. And the fourth one, the lost older brother. 
You see, that's what Christmas is about. Jesus came not for the nice, but for the naughty. And so Jesus came for us. And so let's have a quick um, reflection on these four lost stories. The first one. What was the first one? Lost, lost sheep. Now the lost sheep. You see, the lost sheep are like those who just drift off in life. They just, they're just wanderers. They don't, in fact, know where they're going. In fact, where they are going, they are headed towards danger. And so it's not good to be the lost sheep. In fact, if you're a sheep, you can only survive if you have a shepherd around. You see, sheep aren't the cleverest of animals. They're not the brightest. They're high-maintenance animals. And sheep, they can be killed by foxes and wolves. They've even been known to be killed by eagles. And so sheep, they cannot care for themselves. They need a shepherd. And this shepherd in this story, he comes after and pursues this lost sheep. But do you know in the story, it's actually quite fascinating. How many sheep did the shepherd leave behind? Boys and girls, do you remember? How many did the shepherd? 99. He went after the one, leaving 99. Now, if you think about that, that's just fascinating. Why would he do that? He's got 99 already. Why would he go after the one? Recently, I got some goldfish. I've got two. But if I had 100 goldfish and one of them went missing, jumped over and, and crashed somewhere, I wouldn't actually care too much. I, wouldn't, I might try to put it back in, but if it dies, I just buy another one, $2. Or if I, if I had uh, cats or dogs as pets and they go missing, what do you do? Just buy another one, right? <laughs> but you see, this shepherd... He left his 99 and he went after the one because that lost sheep was precious to him. The one who wanders in life, not knowing where they're going, where they belong, not knowing the God who came for them. That is the one God has come for. That is one Jesus has come to pursue. You see, and when this shepherd finds the lost sheep, what does he do? He picks it up, puts it over his shoulders, goes home and throws a party. He's very happy. But that's actually to help us understand the joy of God when anyone who is lost becomes found, when the lost is found. And, and we read there, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. You see, Christmas is in fact for us. He has come for the lost. Those of us who just drift in life, you don't know why you're here. You don't know what you're living for. You're just drifting along. In fact, it's dangerous to just be drifting along. Jesus comes for you. And that's why Christmas is for us. It is for us. Now, the second one. What was the second story? Who was lost there? What was lost there? The coin. Very good. The lost coin. Now, if you're a lost coin, you, in fact, do not know that you are lost because you're lost. And you can't make yourself found because... As a coin, you're, you don't grow legs, you can't walk around. And so if you're lost, you're really lost. And, and what that's describing are those of us, so not just little ones, but adults, those of us who are really lost in life, completely hopeless, without any hope, because we don't know the God who made us. We don't know where we come from, where we'll be going. We don't know our home. We are completely lost. That is the lost coin. And what happens in that story? Who found the coin? The, the woman, she searched, she turned her house upside down to find that coin because that coin, though it's just the one coin, we think, well, who cares? We lose it, who cares? 
but that coin was precious to her. And so for us who think, you know, my life is not worthy, I'm a worthless person, God says no. And Christmas is that answer. You're not worthless. No one is worthless. Jesus has come for us. And also we see the great rejoicing. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. That is God finding us and us finding God when we turn back to him. And so Christmas is about Jesus, but it is for us, those of us who are a bit lost in life like that, like the lost coin. Okay, what's the third one? Who was lost in the third story? The son, like in the skit, very good. The lost son. Now, the lost son, this story is, in fact, meant to be extremely moving. It's extremely moving. Because what happens in this story? Well, this now is not someone who was lost just because, but he chose to be rebellious. He chose to be lost. And in this story, he goes to his father and he, with great audacity, asks, can I have my share of the inheritance? Now, do you know why that is so serious? It's so serious because he's in fact asking for his share of the will. He's asking for his father to die. But do you know what's far more shocking than that in that story? The father, in fact, gives it. He sells off that portion of the land, gives it to his son, and lets him go off. This father with a broken heart lets his son take his share and go off. And he goes off. He goes to a faraway land, Ballarat or somewhere, squanders the wealth, spends it all on food and drink and perhaps whatever else, gambling. He spends it all until he finds himself in a pathetic situation, eating what the pigs are eating. But do you notice in that story, it's not like the shepherd or the woman. The shepherd finds the sheep, the woman finds the coin, but in this story, the father did not go out searching for his son. Do you notice that? It's surprising. And that's because the father with a broken heart wants his son to learn for himself, to learn for himself that he is lost. And so when he was in that pathetic situation, he came to realize, I am lost without my father. I'm lost because I'm far away from home. He had to learn the lesson the hard way. And so he came to his senses, he, he realized, I am a lost man. He decided to go back to his father. And while, his father was, uh, while he was still a long way, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him, ran to him, threw his arms around his son and kissed him. This was a son smelling of pig's manure. The father embraced him and kissed him. And he was thinking, I'm not worthy of this anymore. But the father, well, he said, to the servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead but is alive again. Was lost but is found, so let's celebrate. But do you notice there, if you were the father and that's what your son did to you, what would you do? I mean, if any child of that were to do that to me, I find it hard for my heart to be like that heart. I would think, I told you so. I told you so. 
or a slap across the head, if that's still allowed. I mean, this son was terrible, rebelled against the father. But this father reinstated him as his own son, gave him the robe and the ring. He was brought back home. But you see, that's also the story of Christmas. You see, for some of us, we might be just wanderers, just drifting on in life. For some of us, we're hopelessly lost. But for some of us, God is letting us learn the lesson. You have to learn it for yourself that you are lost without God. If you're living your life without God, you are lost. There's no future without God. And you have to learn the lesson. And God is saying, hey, with a broken heart, I'm waiting for you to come back. I'm waiting for you to come back, my son. That is the Christmas story. You see, Christmas is about Jesus, but it is for us. Okay, we've got, in fact, one more lost story. I'm not sure if you picked that up. Anyone know that, boys and girls? Who was the last one lost? It was the older brother. The older brother. The one who should have gone out in search of his younger brother just to see, have he settled down well? Is he okay? The one who should be filled with joy when the younger brother came home embracing him in manure and all but yet he was not like that why because he was lost as well he was lost in his own self-righteousness his heart wasn't right his heart wasn't like his father's his heart was filled with that sense of entitlement i've worked for you so long dad why didn't i get anything his heart was filled with jealousy this son of yours who who wasted the inheritance he's come back and now he's going to get more and he's going to tap into my share. This is not right. A heart that shows no love, no compassion, no grace, no forgiveness. A heart that's not like his father at all. He was also lost in his own self-righteousness. And you see, some of us may be like the older brother. We think we do all that is right by God and his books. We think we are entitled to God's love, but no, we're not. We're not at all. And we are lost and we too need to be found. And in that story, the father, he comes out to the older brother and pleads with him. My son, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But, you had, but, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours, he's your brother, your own flesh and blood, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found now, in this story, we don't in fact know whether that older brother came to the party in the end. But you see, he too was lost. And the Christmas story is God has come for them too. Don't be self-righteous. You're not entitled. Come home. Come to the party. And so Christmas, you see, we know that it is about Jesus. But who is it for? It is for you, for us, for all of us who are lost in one way or another. You see, Christmas is God screaming to the world and saying, I have come to find you. Don't desert me. Don't run away. Don't flee. Don't pretend. I have come to find you. Be found by me. And you are never too lost to be found. You're never too low to be found. Never too broken to be found. I have come to find you. You see, that is the Christmas story. God in his son, Jesus Christ, coming to us and saying, your place is with me. And you see, when we actually are found by God, it means that we find God as well. 
And when we find God, there is not only joy to the world like in our carol. There is, in fact, joy and rejoicing in heaven itself. You see, that is the message of Christmas. And so consider where you are. Are you found by God? Well, let me pray and then we'll sing our last song.